Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. And welcome to episode 378 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here as always with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. Happy end of ish summer. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. I don't even know where we are. I, I want it to be the end of summer. I fear it is like the the end ish. Yeah, not quite the end of summer. I don't want it to be the end. I, I think you and I are a little different in this yeah. in that I really like to hang on to August because August feels to me like the month with like the least expectation and usually the least going on. So I just want to soak up the rest of whatever there is left. And um, sometimes I find myself almost like jumping ahead and not wishing it away, but being like, well, it's almost over. Yeah. But actually I've still got, I've still got some time. So I want to enjoy it. We are recording this on August 10th in the real world. And you all are listening to it um, sometime around, I believe the 16th of August And this, everyone, is our accidentally annual late summer grab bag chat. And I say accidentally annual because we didn't mean to make this a thing that we always do. But looking back, we almost always do something like this, Megan. And it's it's usually because recording the podcast in the summer is uh, we've alluded to this this summer. We, We will do several at once to get ahead and then we're traveling and then we're playing catch up from travel. And, you know, in there, hopefully we've given you some episodes that are timely and seasonal and helpful and parenting related and all the things. But there comes a point where we're like, I don't know, let's just get on the mic and see what happens. Yeah, well, and it's like there's always stuff that slips through the cracks that we didn't get to talk about. Um, And I don't I mean, that happens all year round. Of course, we don't talk about everything that happens, but something about the summer just seems so singular, like it's it's there and then it's over. So it's like if we don't talk about some of the stuff that we did because it doesn't come up naturally in one of the other topics, it's like, oh, but we missed it. And yeah. then we're also just lazy. Yeah. Also just lazy well, and mentally sort of like, a little out. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's like we're inviting you all into our reg- what our regular chats are just when it's the two of us talking as friends. 
And, you know, if you listen to the podcast regularly, that's actually not what this podcast really is. I mean, of course, we're friends and we're friendly, but we're pretty like we pretty much stick to the topic. We don't um, shoot the breeze in the early days. I think we did. But like we don't really just talk about like our vacations and what's going on and like what's new around the house. So doing this once or twice a year hopefully is fun for you all. We've heard from people. They love it. And then I think some other people are like, skip, talk to me when you're talking about packing lunches (laughs) for back to school. So (laughs) we're glad you're here, everyone. Yes. Yes. Love it. Well, let's dive in. Um, what, what is like the general late summer mood like right now for you, August 10th, 2022. And you can speak to anything from like mom stuff and parenting to just like, how are you feeling? My house is a mess. Like a, like a real, real mess. Um, I'm at the point in my summer where it's very hard to motivate myself to like work on my house, not only because it's been very hot and I'm sure we'll, t- I'm sure we'll talk about the weather, Sarah. Um, <laughs> it's been very like steamy hot, like a humid, gross hot where it permeates the house. I don't, don't want to do anything. So there's that. Plus my kids are with their dad for a longer time. And we'll also talk about like our summer schedule. So I'll get into that in a little bit. It's just been kind of a weird week or so. And I've only been home from my vacation. Well, I guess I keep saying like in my mind, it feels like I just got home, but it's actually been like 10 days now, but it feels like I was just on vacation. So I don't really want to do much. I'm just kind of like floating along at the moment. What about you? And that's not a bad thing, by the way. I like that feeling. I wouldn't want it to last too long. Right. But that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I think that I think that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking like right before we got on the mic of just like how I wanted to kind of complain a little bit. And then I was thinking of complaining to you. And then I was like, oh, no, I'll just save that for the podcast because we're just talking today. It's great content. You know, here we go. Here. (laughs) Here is the little bit of complaining. Um, I set myself up this summer with two full weeks of kids in full time camp right in the middle of the summer. I knew I would need it. My oldest was at a two week sleepaway camp. The younger two went like date to day camps, but it was for two weeks. I had essentially the same schedule as like during the school year, um, to work during that time. And I, I mean, high five to my future. I mean, past Sarah self, that was a really great idea. So that was just at the halfway point in the summer, those two weeks that's now been over for a while. And it's like the opposite of that. So right now it feels like we're home all day, every day, all three kids and me, Brian goes to work. They're too old to like, Oh, let's hop in the car and go to the playground. Like they don't, it's, it's a different kind of summer fun that they find fun. So there's a lot of watching TV. There's a lot of like Mm. passive stuff on their computers, which is not, it's not inherently bad. This is not like, I'm not bashing electronics or screen time, but it's a lot of passive. I know, you know what I mean, Megan, from having older Mm -hmm. kids and teens, it's just a lot of passive lolling around and wandering in for food. And I would like to get work done. Like I am, I thrive on productivity, either work around the house or work on my job. Either one would be fine. Neither one is happening. And I went like, I, I went to break it to them that I was recording today and I could just see like, they just kind of have glazed, like they're too bored to even unboard themselves. And I find myself Mm -hmm. getting a little resentful of like, I mean, our cupboards are filled with really cool board games and like art supplies and projects. And it's just something about this point in the summer where like, you know, when you open the fridge and you're starving, but nothing looks good. It's like the equivalent of that with leisure activities. They've got books. We've been to the library. We've like done all the things and they're just 
And I feel bad a little bit for Violet because she's the littlest and like the older ones. It's just different. Nobody wants to play with her and she's the only one. And so it's just kind of a rough vibe right now. But isn't that like unsolvable boredom, like such a crucial thing to learn how to deal with? Because we do it like we get there, too, as adults. Like we just there becomes a point. And I know it's easy for me to look back at my summers growing up and romanticize it like, oh, I was out with my friends all day long every day. I would say that was true a lot of the time, but there came a point in the summer too, where I was out of stuff to do yeah. and you know, not grumpy exactly, just listless. Yeah. And yeah, I know it when you have kids in the house and they're not really doing anything and maybe they're not even really needing you, but they're, they're mere, their sheer presence, mm-hmm. the fact that they're breathing in the next room and yeah. you f- still feel responsible. Yeah. Like you still know there's things happening. They're like, there's synapses in their brains firing that you could be perhaps you know, facilitating differently and you're not because you're focused in another way. It's like, there's just always in the back of your head that happening. So even when they get older, it's not like they're just truly on self. um, They're not so they're not truly self-fulfilling their days. It's like, you still have to be involved. Yeah. And there's like, I think I used to have a really romantic idea of like a bored kid will do something really creative and like make a fort out of a cardboard box. And like, there's just something a lot less romantic about bored preteens and teens. And I, you know, it affects all of our moods after a while. And then like, it's just a, it's a cycle. Then Brian gets home from work and like, we haven't really done anything. And yeah, it just, it is what it is. So. I think that um, sometimes bored kids will create amazing things and sometimes bored kids will just swallow just like bored adults. Yeah. And they'll drag yeah. everyone else That's into, into wallowing <laughs> like it, like they'll bring yeah. the whole mood down. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress free and hit our wellness goals with ready to eat meals from our sponsor Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite Factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. 
the Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah, the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time, and the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Okay, Sarah. So one thing I want to talk about that I think is so interesting is that as of recording this, and I'm not sure, I think you're going all the way to the end of the month. I think I kind of said September, but I'm, I'm a little looser. We both basically took a break from Instagram independently from each other, but then there's other people in our milieu who are also taking breaks from Instagram and we did not all talk about it like ahead no. of time. I think I decided as I was leaving for my vacation that when I got back from vacation, I wanted to take a break. And then you told me while I was on vacation, so that was like the last week of July, that you were going to take a break for the whole month of August. I waited until I had a chance to post all my vacation pictures. So I just started my break like, um, I don't know, like four days ago. But I think that's really interesting. And I don't think you and I have really talked about how we came to this conclusion independently of each other. So what, I guess, inspired yours? Yeah. So here's what's funny. At the beginning of summer, Megan, we did an episode. It was the self-improvement and self-acceptance episode, which was one of my favorites in a long time. But through that, we talked about um, like accepting our definition of leisure and what's fun for us. And in that episode, which was only like five weeks ago or something, I said that Instagram had actually been really fun and fulfilling for me lately and that listeners could look for me posting to stories more and engaging more because that actually like felt like a healthy um, mode of whatever creativity, self-expression. So I find it so funny that like a month later, I'm like, yeah, I'm out for the whole month of August. But here's the thing. Instagram was not feeling toxic or unhealthy for me. It actually was feeling fun. We got um, foster kittens this summer that I'll talk about in a minute. And of course, like kitten content on Instagram, like who doesn't love that? So I was having a lot of fun with that. I was making some reels. Um, but I was influenced by Ashley Gad, which I guarantee like a huge portion of those taking Instagram off of August were. And Ashley is really thoughtful in the way she talks about taking social media breaks because she does not like bashing social media. She, like us, makes content online and that's her career. Um, but she takes every August completely off, every January completely off and every other week off throughout the entire year. So, oh, so wow. Okay. I didn't actually, know about the other, other week. Mm-hmm, wow. So she takes 30 weeks off out of 52 a year, but when she's on, she's creating, she's a photographer, she's writing. So it's like, if you're a consumer of Ashley's content, it feels very present when she's there. And then when she's off, she's just doing other things and living her life. And, um, I've always known this about her and kind of been curious, but I just thought she was creating some really, really interesting conversations um, on Instagram in July, leading up to August about why she takes her break. She even started a little email list, like for people who wanted to like get little slower paced messages from her throughout August and not be on the gram, et cetera. Ashley's younger than we are. And I think a lot of her followers are, are that a little bit younger where it's just been so omnipresent for so long. And it's, Mm. um, anyway, so I, on a whim, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I loved that August 1st was a Monday. It felt like a clean start. We have one short trip planned this month, but otherwise there's like, 
I've, I've kind of, like I said, I've lived my summer. I've taken my kitten right. pictures. I've taken my vacation pictures. This is kind of a month where I am um, itchy to look ahead to the next season. And when I get that way, I get real passively scrolly and I didn't want to be passively scrolly. So I decided to take the whole month off, uh, largely influenced by Ashley. And then, yeah, on our team of contributors, I know like half of our team of 14, I think is on an Instagram break too. It's crazy. So how about you? That is crazy. Um, so I would say very similar in that I wasn't having any bad feelings about Instagram at all. I've been actually having a lot of fun with my content. I did start to feel like, what else do I have to say about summer life? Like I, yeah. I sort of have created the reels I want to create. I documented what I wanted to document. The chickens are um, still just chickening. The chickens are still chickening <laughs> and like the vacation happened and I don't really have another like really amazing vacation plant or anything like that. So I... I sort of felt like I was going to be showing up just to show up because that's what like I'm putting they in huge question and quotations would say I should do. And I don't want to have that relationship with Instagram. Instagram does not pay my bills. Right. And you and I need to be on Instagram to some degree to interact with um, listeners and stuff. But we don't have to, like it's easy to kid yourself and think, well, right. this is what I do. I'm a content creator. I right. have to be on here all the time. And and in reality, Instagram is a very small portion of what either we do together or what either of us do separately. And so it can sometimes loom larger than it should, even yeah. while I'm enjoying it. Even when I'm really loving it, it it just has a habit of taking on a bigger, um, I don't know, role in my life than it needs to. And I will also say that I can be quite platform flexible in this way. Like for a long time, that was Twitter for me. And then I completely jumped ship off Twitter and went to Facebook because that's where everybody was. Never really loved Facebook, but it had a, a big impact on my life for a long time. Then I basically just abandoned Facebook and went to Instagram. And so I can very easily shift gears between platforms. Um, and so it's like, I don't wake up now in the morning and think, gosh, I wish I could get on Instagram. I haven't, I've barely thought about it, right. but what I have thought about is, Ooh, I had this moment. I want, I find myself wanting to document it somewhere mm -hmm. and there's plenty of other ways I can document things yep. if I want to, that are really more in line with my goals. And I also was separate from that working on some projects. Like I was taking a break from mother of reinvention, um, podcast that's on hiatus until September. So I didn't need to be doing anything with that. And I thought, well, I want to be working on What's the next season going to look like? And what is this community I'm developing going to look like? And, you know, just yeah. if I'm not going to be on vacation, vacation, if I'm going to be working, I would like to at least be working on stuff that's personally meaningful to me. And I started to feel like maybe like, like you, I wasn't there yet. I wasn't mindlessly scrolling yet. And I wasn't creating content in an obligatory way yet, but I could just see the potential for yeah. it. Um, I'm also doing Duolingo, so oh, I'm getting up in the morning this. and learning Finnish. Um, and it's been really fun to do that first thing instead of opening Instagram, which is what I would have otherwise done. And I've been playing my piano. Amazing. I did not know either yeah. of those two things. Um, yeah. I love that. And I wish I could say I have replaced like the opening of the app. Once I, um, a lot of people delete the app completely from their phone and I kept it on because of a few things I do for the mom hour for work. Um, but I've been creating and 
um, strategizing about Instagram content completely on my computer for work. And that's been really, really good. It like forces me to actually like put my work hat on and be like, okay, let's plan some Instagram content. I don't have to be in there on my mobile device in the app to call it quote work. But, um, I, so I did leave the app on my phone, but I have not opened it or scrolled at all since the beginning of August. And I can't say I replaced that with anything like finish or piano, but I do. It feels really good. It really feels it's like one less thing that, you know, the itchy finger to to click. Sometimes I look at the news instead or I look at the weather or something. Not like anything like really mind blowing, but just yeah, right. one less one less thing to check. Yeah. And one less thing to feel like you have to check in with, even though you it's just a good reminder that you don't have to. Like, I think taking breaks from anything is just a good reminder about the place it holds in your life and maybe a reset. I mean, you like think you said Instagram doesn't pay my bills. I've never like heard it. I I have people say like social media isn't the boss of me. Like I boss it. It does not boss me. But like literally just putting it in those terms, like it is not, yeah. this is not like my livelihood. Yes, I create content online, but Instagram is not feeding my family or paying for my right. vacation. So let's be clear. Right. Um, I love that. Well, that feels like a good segue into the type of Instagrammable content happening in our homes. And this will have to be a little yeah. bit of a teaser. So we're going to tease your chickens and their um, egg laying and other events in chicken land um, and my foster kittens. And then we're going to tell people that we have a whole episode planned with some very deep motherhood thoughts gleaned from the experience (laughs) of, I keep calling it animal husbandry and I don't really think that's an accurate term, but um, yeah, we've been having all kinds of feeding of, of, of livestock and and pets and not only (laughs) livestock and pets, but fertile or lactating or mothering or mother, um, like mother curious livestock and pets, very motherhood themed. So what's going on with chickens? What's the teaser? Well, we are finally getting eggs on the reg. Ooh, I haven't said that yet, but that was fun. Um, (laughs) it took a lot longer than I expected, but I guess I thought that they were like, they would all start laying around 16 weeks and it was more like it was more like 20 weeks for a lot remind of them. Me, remind me and everybody um, when you got the chicks. I've like, I've lost the we thread. We got on. them at the very beginning of either the first week of April or like the last week of March. I feel okay. it was right around Easter. Spring. Um, yeah. So, and, but some of them were like a day old and some were like a week old. And so I, I, and also when they grew, I lost track of which chicks became which chickens. Mm. Like I could only trace back chicks to chickens with like, five of them. Okay. The rest of them, they I really have no idea. Lot. So yeah. they changed a lot. Um, so we are now getting seven or eight eggs a day and that number is going to continue Amazing. to grow. And they were all weird and small. Now they're getting big. So even like big chickens will lay small eggs at first. Apparently okay. I did post about that on social before I went off. Sarah, I wish you could see you went off like a week before me. So yeah. I had all this great content, like fairy yeah. eggs they're called. Um, anyway, so we're getting, they're now now I have to eat eggs every single day. Like they're starting <laughs> to get a little out of control and that's just going to get more and more. Um, and we are down to 23 because two of the roosters met their end and were eaten. And uh, the beautiful Rhode Island red rooster ginger came after me pretty aggressively. And so I don't think roost, uh, ginger is much longer for this world either. So pretty soon we'll have 22. And, um, 
Yeah, that's about all. I, I don't know that like I don't want to talk about chicken mothering. Yeah, um, but just there's a lot of there's a lot of egg laying happening, yeah. and it's interesting to watch their behavior now that they're becoming like potential mama chickens. Right, right. They're they're yeah. practicing or rehearsing that role. Yes, I can't believe you have yeah. that many eggs to eat and cook with, and I'm like fascinated. But again, for a future deep dive into um, chicken raising rearing. Yes. Um, well, we, I've been talking about fostering kittens as regular listeners know for two years now, we did a brief stint in 2020, but I have really wanted babies like little itty bitty kittens and I got my wish. So we had been on the list for a while, but right after our, we were on vacation in Oregon at the very end of June, we got back like July 3rd or something. And I'd been in touch with the foster organization and they said, we have a mama and two babies. And at the time, the baby, so we had a nursing mom and we got the mom with her babies, which has been amazing. As of this recording today, that mom went in so that she can be prepared for adoption um, and more on that in a future episode. But we we basically were the foster family for a mama and two babies from when the babies were five weeks when we got them to now they are okay that was like five they're born like may 31st so june july so they're two and a half months right now by like 10 weeks old and we decided to keep both kittens which we knew was a possibility like i didn't know that yeah okay so this decision came together pretty quick because i want to say just a few days ago you were still a little undecided so that must have come together quickly which is funny you don't have to tell me more about it but yeah well i'll just say when we first got them i thought oh a sibling pair And by the way, like people have made a joke like, oh, how are you ever going to give them up? Like it, you know, like foster fail. I had to keep them. We actually always knew that we wanted to keep at least one. We were test driving some potential allergies in our house and also potential compatibility with our dog. And we did want the fostering experience, but we knew it was a chance that we would keep one. And when we first got them, I thought, oh, a sibling pair could be really fun to keep both. And then when they started to get bigger and like get into trouble, I was like, I don't think I can do two kittens. And then you're right. I like I flipped on a dime a few days ago because I realized how much they keep each other. It's like they almost stay out of trouble more because Mm. they are wrestling with each other. They're in that stage like they look like little lions. They just roll around on the floor and like bite each other's heads all day. It's so cute. Um, And so I really did. In addition to, of course, it would have been hard to give one up. but. It right. also, I think they're going to really keep each other company and um, that will help us too. So we are officially adopting both babies and there's a chance my brother might adopt the mom, but she's going through the, through the adoption process, through the shelter and they're a wonderful organization. So, wow. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Well, I can't wait to do that episode because I want to hear more. I know you and I've had many joking conversations about like extended kitten breastfeeding and stuff <laughs> like that. And, um, I think we'll have a lot to say. So look out for that one pretty soon. I think maybe yeah. when I, we get our heads back together enough to do a real episode. Exactly. It will, it will <laughs> have meaningful real commentary on um, yeah, exactly. motherhood in the natural world, I guess. Um, well, should we talk really quickly about the chicks concert? This is a funny story from our um, summer because it connects our two summer lives in a funny way. And then we'll, then we'll take a break and dive into some other stuff. But um, I think the listeners last heard that you were scheduled to go to a chicks concert like early in the summer, right? 
Yeah, that was supposed to be in June. Okay. Um, I was gonna go with Jenna and Missy, my high school besties. Who we listen, we listened to them for you know since the nineties. Yep. So the three of us had gone to see them. I don't know. All I remember is that it was pre-pandemic and I had short-ish hair, so probably 2017 or 2018. And it was a great show. Is in at uh, what used to be called Pine Knob in Detroit. It's got a different name now. They're all named after like cell phone companies now, I feel like. And um, <laughs> I think this one's now DTE Energy. Anyway, um, big, you know, stadium show. Yep. Like all the women took over the men's bathrooms. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. It poured down rain and my shoes broke. Cause I was wearing like thong sandals and one of them broke and I had to walk around barefoot in a concert venue. Oh, and I know we um, took Uber and it was Uber was still relatively like people knew what it was, but it was not, it had not yet gotten quite as like, um, yeah, common so to use it like for things like that. So maybe 20 or something. 15? No, it wasn't no. that long okay. ago. It, it was like 2016 or 17. Okay. I'm talking about here. Uber yeah. wasn't that popular. Okay. You know what I mean? So like, it just wasn't, I remember we got Uber and there were like people waiting for cabs and we thought to call Uber and people were like blocking our Uber. And it was crazy. This Uber? So what is this thing? Why is there a car sitting here? And there was like zombies all over it. So, um, anyway, it was a really great show and we wanted to go back. And then of course pandemic happened and then we had the tickets, uh, purchased pretty like a long time ago, months and months and months ago. And then they had to cancel. They got because got COVID, right? I think no, Natalie Maines had laryngitis. Oh, she did not say oh. she had COVID. Um, maybe she did, and maybe right. it just wasn't made public. But I actually think they picked back up a couple days later and started doing yeah. shows again. So probably not. Yeah. But I was watching their their Instagram account and just watching concerts getting canceled, like yes. leading up. I'm like, I, oh no, 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 no. Yeah. And yeah. So we didn't get to go and then we just, I mean, the three of us went to the beach and we had a lovely day. We hung out at the beach all day and we went to dinner that night. And it was nice, but it wasn't that. So then. And then I found out about something else that happened. And the flip side of this story, this was like a weird, like universe, like nothing disappears from the universe. It just like shifts. Right. So we got back from vacation. Brian's texting me. He's like, you know, the chicks are coming here to the, we call it the Bolts, the Santa Barbara Bolts, an outdoor amphitheater venue. It's an incredible venue. I said, I know. I was like, I just am not in the headspace to like think about concert. I'm really not a big venue concert person normally, crowds, et cetera, staying out late, you know. Um, I did see yeah. the chicks in 2003 at the United Center in Chicago. I've listened to them like you since the 90s. I know, I mean, if I was going to go out and, go to a big concert for anybody, it would probably be them. So I kind of passed on the idea of like, should we try to get tickets? No. And then literally like less than a week before the show, a friend of mine from here from growing up had two tickets and she was planning on, she was on the East coast and had been planning on flying back here to go to the show and couldn't needed to stay on the East coast. And she's like, do you and Brian just want these seats? So she gave them to us straight up and they were incredible seats and an incredible venue. So I'm like, I'm like having this moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so amazing. And then I'm also like, wait, I feel like I stole Megan's chicks concert. <laughs> like like you, if like, I had gotten to go, then somehow you wouldn't have, yeah, like, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Away and then given to yeah. me. It was such a good show. I can see how if she had laryngitis, so her, I mean, her voice and the way she sings, like there's nothing, there's nothing in between. Like I almost felt like no, vocal, she's all out vocally yeah. tired, just 
like watching her perform. And I assume she was in good health and perfect voice. It's not that she didn't sound good. She did sound good, but it sounded like that would be so hard to do over and over again. I mean, what do I know? It's Natalie Maine. She's been doing this for a long time, but I can see how a little bit of laryngitis you'd, you'd be like, well, oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did get the package that you sent me with the Dixie Chicks t-shirt in it. I, I got or you a concert Chicks t-shirt. t-shirt. Thanks, <laughs> Sarah. Like, like a really <laughs> sad consolation. But I, I just felt like it, it says Detroit on the back. So it like does say that they went oh, yeah. to yes. Detroit. No, thank you. I appreciate but... that. And I'll get to see them again. I did just look at my Google photos really quick just to see when it was. And it was um, six, 2016. So six okay. years. I really didn't think it was quite that long ago. But that makes sense because that's when I started growing my hair out and there's a picture of my bare feet on the rainy floor okay. and also Missy and I singing and the concert and all that stuff. So yeah. that's definitely it. So six years, but you know, maybe in six more years, I'll actually get to go and you'll probably get to go six times between now and then, but that's all right. <laughs> I go to one that's concert okay. like every 10 years. No, I used to go to one. <laughs> well, and I haven't, I mean, I haven't been I think the last like big stadium show I went to was in 2018. I saw Chris Stapleton and I remember thinking I'm too old for this. Like I was at this huge venue waiting in like a long line for the bathroom and then waiting in a long line for a beer. And I just thought I'm, I couldn't see him. Like I couldn't see the stage and he's like projected on this big screen, but I could barely see that. And I thought I'm too old. I'm too old for this, but yeah, it can be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially if you if you love the music. Well, the chicks were yeah, great. Exactly. I hopefully some of our listeners got to see that tour this summer too because they went they went everywhere. So, okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member Katie were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. 
Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. All right. So let's just continue the summer catch up, Megan. Do you want to share anything about your various up north travels? Yeah. So can I share that it is now 10 days since I got home from my vacation and my butt still hurts and my back still hurts. And I think now I am just at an age where I cannot sleep in strange beds for seven nights in a yeah. row because I we slept we stepped, uh, Eric and I stayed on a boat, like an Airbnb boat for two mm-hmm. nights that had a pretty good mattress, but you know, it's not like a real bed. Yeah. And then a cabin that had kind of a crappy mattress for three nights. And then we were in a, like a motel for two nights and my, no, sorry. I was in the cabin for four and the motel for one. But anyway, I did not sleep in my own bed for seven nights. And, um, there was a lot of car sitting and a lot of kayak sitting and it was a very active vacation, but I did not do yoga. So I really didn't ever stretch out. I really yeah. just didn't do my usual movement. And I'm still sore. It's like, I just can't get things unkinked. Yeah. So just saying like, I need to have a, you know, a regular practice. I do, even if it's on a gross floor, I have a thing about not wanting to put my hands and face on like dirty floors. <laughs> Yeah, that makes of, sense. That are yeah, well, like yoga is very like on. intimate with the ground. Like yes. yeah, and if you're in a place where there's like teenage kids walking through in their gross boots all day, <laughs> or like or a motel carpet, I yeah. just don't want to get down on it. And so I often find myself doing like bed yoga. It's not the same. Like mm-hmm. you really gotta get down there and get yourself in these positions. And so I just need to be better about that. And. I'm now seeing how something that feels like it's not a big deal in the moment, like now I'm still struggling 10 days later to bounce back and probably it would have been 15 minutes a day would have made a big difference. So just a note to self, Um, but that trip was great. We went a lot of really beautiful hikes and hung around the campground and um, Eric and I got plenty of alone time, just like kind of traveling around and adventuring on our own. The kids are, you know, they're getting older and like for them, the magic of being at a campground with their cousins maybe is starting to fade a bit. Yeah. It's just not the same as it was. And that's, that's normal. Um, and now I've got, speaking of the magic fading, Clara and I, this will be our fourth year of doing a mother daughter camping trip. And when I asked her about it this year, she was like, sure. Mm, yeah. But there just wasn't that same excitement that there has been. And I was kind of bumming about it and it's nothing special. We literally go to a campground 30 minutes away. We pop our tent. We sit by the fire and read. We walk down to the beach. We come back, we make dinner, we go to bed. It's not like yeah, amazing. So then I thought, well, what if I invited Catherine and Cecily? So Cecily is a year older than Jacob to the day. So she's 20, almost 26 and they are tight. She and Clara are buddies. Mm-hmm. And she's got this cute little dog that um, is very sweet and goes everywhere with her. And I thought, I wonder if Catherine and Cecily came, if Clara would get excited. And so they are coming. So the four of us and the dog are going to do the trip. And Clara's super excited. So I thought, you know, it's just a good like reminder that things can still happen, but they don't have to happen just like they used to happen. Yeah. To count. Um, And so we're all very excited. That's next week. 
And that's again, it's just like an overnight. It's not a big deal. And we usually just plan it during the week because it's easier to get a campsite and we probably won't even go till the evening. So I don't even really have to miss a day of work. It's just, I'll probably cut it like an hour short. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sleepover. So it's great. So that's coming up. And then this weekend, so we're actually recording a day early because Jenna, Missy and I are going on our annual summer girl weekend, which I think is our, I think this is our fourth year, third or fourth. Her Jenna's mom and dad have a condo about three hours North of here. Okay. And, um, it's just like in this kind of old fashioned, like dirty dancing type resort where oh, there's nice. like a pool and a hot tub and like a little bar grill place. And, uh, we just go up and hang out. We usually just go for two nights, but this year we're going for three and it's just, I mean, truly all we do is hang by the pool, go in the hot tub when it's you know cool enough, go out to dinner, maybe once go shopping downtown and hang around. It's really, really that low key. So really nice though. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Yay. And then Will's going to college soon. So I'm just trying to get in time with him. Oh my gosh. What's yeah. the actual date on that? Um, August 25th. Okay. So that is, yeah, that is going to come up really fast. Um, I took him last night to TJ Maxx to get his bedding and uh-huh. some other things that felt it. very real. That yeah. Is, yeah. It's going to be real. You're going to start like the number of loads of laundry that will be done in your house versus the dorm laundry room. Like, do you ever think I used it's to think like shift. that when I was about to have a baby, it'd be like, the next time, like I buy hamburger at the grocery store, we're going to be eating it with another <laughs> person in the house. Like there's just like yeah. when you're inside of that two week time frame, it's like, yeah, this is. Yeah, the- it's getting really real. And and he's really busy right now. Um, So Eric's daughter is leaving for college later this week. And so last week was really her last week with him. And we could talk a little bit when you know after you talk about your your travel and stuff about the divorce parenting schedule because he gets his daughter every other week. And last week was his last week with her. And it kind of felt a little bit like, you know, when something's about to be done and you're trying to gorge on it, but you can't Yeah, like you can't, there's no way for me to like load up on will time because right. he also has to go see all of his friends Yeah, and he's working and he has to shop and he doesn't really care that much. Right. Like, well, I was going to say, and he's yeah. an 18 year old boy. Like it's yeah, just he like, doesn't really want to hang out with me all the time. So I'm trying to find clever ways to squeeze in time with him. Like, let's go shopping. Cause I know he's not going to say no to shopping, Yep. but other things he might just be too busy for and that's okay. And so I saw Eric go through this last week and yeah. um, now I'm kind of in that same place. Yep. Well, I was going to circle all the way back to when you were talking about um, how your body felt after travel. Oh, yeah. Now we're in our. Yeah, I did just kind of I just kind of spewed everything oh, out. No, it's somehow fine. Just catch it's, us up. It's with all you. good. <laughs> um, but it, it was reminding me in that same episode at the beginning of the summer where we talked about self-acceptance of like different seasons of life. And do you remember I declared that I was like I was so done with my morning walks. They weren't they weren't serving me either in exercise or mental health. And I was like, I think I'm just not going to exercise for a while and see what happens because I I also wanted to reclaim my early mornings to get ahead on the work day. Did you say that was early summer? It feels like we did that episode like last week. No, it was, it was was like a month ago. Wow. All right. Wow. Yeah. How time flies. Anyway, how did that work out? Well, you know, here's how it did work out for the entire month of June and actually probably the end of May, because I think my thinking around that really started with like the end of school craziness. Um, I just stopped wanting to go on my 45 minute morning walks. And then um, after we got back from our vacation, so that was like July 3rd. So probably five weeks, I just didn't exercise. I mean, I'm 
I'm active. I move my body a lot. I don't sit in a desk for 12 hours a day or anything, but I just like gave myself a free pass. Um, and I guess it wasn't, it, it wasn't like life changing, but it did. I wanted to get to the point where I wanted it again. Does that make sense? Like where I was yeah. craving that movement or that time out in nature. And, and I did after our, we were in central Oregon for a week at the very end of June. And when we got back, I just thought I'm going to start doing my morning walks again. And I picked right back up where I started. So I think the hope was that I would find some new type of body movement that felt really good. And so far I haven't, maybe that's not the journey for me this summer, but I did take a break and then it has felt good to move my body again. So to your point about that, like sitting in the car, sleeping in weird beds, like that is, that is real. Um, can I just really yeah. quickly interject and say someplace that I could use a little bit of a nudge or a help, <laughs> um, is similar when I, I am now live in the country on acreage with adjoining acreage that I have full reign mm-hmm. that I could wander about and I do not walk anymore. And remember walking was such a big thing for yeah. me. Like you, I'm, I'm active. I'm busy. I'm moving around. I'm out on my property doing stuff, but I'm not out with, I'm not getting in my daily walk like I was because there's no sidewalks. And I have lived in a town for so, 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 so long where I'm used to walking out and getting on a sidewalk. And then like the sidewalk tells me where to go kind of mm, like the yeah. path has already been laid for me. Yeah. So I just follow that path. I just haven't quite figured out yet how to meaningfully interact with my environment Surroundings, in that yeah. kind of way. Um, and it's kind of messing with me a little bit. Like I want to get out there and get into it, but it's like, I don't know how to get into it because there's no path. That is, I feel like there's like really an silly. essay in there somewhere. Um, I'm sure I don't is. have sidewalks, but I have paved like semi-rural neighborhood roads. So there's no sidewalks. Right. And, but I do find myself like there's like three or four different meandering routes I can take. And I do get bored. I mean, that was part of the issue when yeah. I said like, I'm just going to take a break because this is boring to me. And I'm like, I'm looking at my phone or I'm not like keeping my heart rate up. So yeah, it is, it is interesting. I guess we could both it just might just join mean a gym, I just have but... to do it a couple of times. Yeah. But even if it, you know, it might not be the kind of place I'm going to do my sneakers. I might need to put boots on. It's kind of overgrown, but like, yeah. whatever I can do it. I just need to do it. And yeah. that's, I'm just making, I've been making excuses or not even getting to the point where I'm making excuses. I'm just like looking out the window, like, gosh, wouldn't it be nice if I could walk when I'm like looking at the thing I could walk on and not walking on it. It always reminds me of Downton Abbey when they would like put on their, their like high boots and just go like walk their land, you know, and they were just, they weren't, it wasn't for exercise. Sometimes they were stopping to see like a little farmer, whatever you would call like the people in the little houses, but they really were just like walking their estate, the grounds. They were like the grounds. Yeah. Yep. Walking the grounds. Yeah. Ambling. Ambling the grounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, well, in terms of travel, it feels like a gazillion years ago that um, I did. We did our Central Oregon trip, but we did. We left it open to see if we wanted to do one more little family getaway with this summer. And I didn't know if it was going to happen because of the kittens that are living with us and now living with us forever. But we did decide to book a very short trip to Santa Cruz and Monterey. My criteria, <laughs> I told Brian, because I'm so grumpy about hot weather. And we have such nice, cool summers here in Santa Barbara that I, I was like, why would we go somewhere in August that's going to be 25 degrees hotter than where we live? Like, I don't I don't want to do that to myself. I mean, and the places we can drive, we, 
air travel did not feel like a thing we wanted to attempt um, in August. And so the places that you can drive from where we are is like Arizona, Vegas, maybe Tahoe. Like it just felt Mm. like um, great places to visit. But why would I why would we go somewhere hotter is what I said. So we are going probably to the only place that's definitely not hotter. And that is like coastal Northern California. We're going to stay in Santa Cruz for two nights. Um, we are going to do Santa Cruz has like a beach boardwalk, like, like with amusement park rides and stuff. I have never, I didn't even know those still existed. Yeah. Well, Santa Monica pier, there are some like, I mean, there even, um, Balboa Island, which is one of my favorite places in orange County. And that was like a little version of like a, um, waterfront amusement park. Um, but this one looks really cool. I don't know. I have not been actually, I have never really spent time in Santa Cruz. I've camped in the redwoods around Santa Cruz and I've been to some of the wine area around Santa Cruz, but I've never really been to Santa Cruz proper ever. I don't think. And then Monterey is just like around that bay. And I have been to Monterey, but it's been a long, long time. So we're going to do the Santa Cruz boardwalk. We're going to do the Monterey Bay aquarium and we're going to sneak in just like like an obligatory redwoods, like drive into some redwoods, see some big trees and come home. The funny thing about raising California kids is the state is so large that like, it's very easy to grow up not seeing, you know, Mm -hmm. redwoods or Yosemite or, you know, any number Joshua tree, like these, like so such a variety of different natural areas of the state. And my kids have seen some of them, but not all of them. So yeah, so we're it's two nights we're staying in a hotel because um, we did the Airbnb thing and on our other trip. So staying in like a, a nice ish hotel and then we'll come home It's like four and a half hours away. So I think it'll be perfect. That does sound nice. And um, yeah, I mean, Michigan's not as big as California, but there's definitely it's there. Like it's easy to kind of get in your area and be like, well, I've got a lake over here. Right. Why would I go? over there right. to that other lake or up there to that lake. And, but it's very different when yeah. you go around to different areas of the state. You're like, Oh wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. We're having a neighbor friend, um, come check on the kittens. Cause now that's like mm-hmm. a whole thing. A and thing. we've had yeah. issues finding a, a reliable dog sitter. That's Brian's domain. I don't, mm. I don't arrange dog veterinary care or grooming or, um, boarding. That's all Brian has taken all that over, which is wonderful, but we've had some, um, challenges. Like, like we had a lady that was great and then she just kind of ghosted us. So I, either she doesn't like us or our dog, or she's just like <laughs> going through a life event and it's not, not, you, not doing anything anymore. So Xander maybe hurt her feelings. I guess everybody usually loves Xander. Yeah. So kind of like a teddy bear. Yeah, he is. He's a living teddy bear. And he's been very good with the kittens. So he's on my good list. He's very sweet with them. Yeah. And then um, I think when we talked about back to school last week, I mentioned that um, Violet starts August 24th. So we're we're in inside of two weeks now, which feels doable. I have felt like, yeah, we really um, front loaded the the activities in our summer. So I knew that the crawl to the finish line was going to feel long. And it is as I started this episode talking about, but we'll get there. You know, um, I think in a, in a past episode, I had alluded to parenting, like divorce parenting schedules, changing up for us a little bit. And that's definitely been something that's made this summer a little strange. I mean, in past summers, we'll change things if there's a vacation. Like if one of us is leaving town for 10 days or something like that, 
will just switch off for a longer period of time. But this time, I feel like it's been a little weird since July. Like maybe the first week of July, John went on like a 10-day trip. Yes, it was. It was the first week of July. John went on a 10-day trip and his the day he left was like right in the middle of of when I already had the kids. So I ended up having the kids for like two and a half weeks at a time, which as I've said before, is a little weird when I'm not used to that. And then they were with him for a while, a shorter period, like a week. Then they were with me for vacation, which is like having them with me, but they're with their cousins. They're basically ignoring me the whole time. And it's not really quite the same. And then a couple days after we got back, he took them for two weeks. And now I'll have them after I get back from my trip with the girls, with Jenna and Missy, I'll have them for two weeks. And that's basically like a week and then they're back in school. And what's weird about that is it's like the rhythm is all off. And um, I'm in this, I feel like I'm kind of in this weird no man's land right now. It doesn't really feel like summer break because I'm not doing stuff with the kids. And yeah. yet summer's still happening all around me. And I'm still doing stuff that's fun, but it's just for me fun. And then I'm going to have them for two full weeks where I'm going to be like, oh no, this is the last two weeks we get. So we have to cram all the summer into those two weeks and then they'll be gone again. It's just, it makes it feel very broken up in a weird way, but I know it's necessary. Feast or famine. Yes. And I can't truly get into a rhythm because it keeps changing around. And I think that's just one of those uh, realities of divorced life. When your kids get older, it's really hard to stick to the old schedules because they don't work for anybody really anymore. And um, you got to get creative and, and there's also an opportunity there because I could also take those two weeks and do whatever I want. It's just, I didn't think about that yeah. when I was scheduled. I wasn't thinking like, wow, I could go away for two weeks by myself. I was just thinking I'll be at home just doing my thing, well, you know, and, you and have, I still have pets. And you have, a, you have pets, chickens, you have a partner, yeah. you have a yeah. business and yeah. 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 I can see how that would be a lot. And, and you have kids who are literally driving and making their own plans and just yep. different, very different. Well, I, you, it was, I think in our back to school episode last week where you talked about this coming year is going to be like a whole week on whole week off, right? Yeah. So do you think that will settle in once school starts? Do you think it will start to, it's almost like the way you've been describing it. It's not like you're getting used to the new system. It's like you're without a system completely almost. There's no system at all right now. It's messing with me. Um, I think once we're in school and there's a predictable schedule, it will feel great. Yeah. But we're just not there yet. Yeah, oh, that is that's the tagline yeah. of this episode. We're just but we're just we're not, just there, not yet. there yet. Yeah, that is. Yeah. 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 Well, this is probably a good place to wrap. Um, listeners, we're not on Instagram this month, so you have nope. to come. No, that's don't a, look for us there. That's not true. The mom hour Instagram. Um, I, I, I don't I think we're looking at the DMs and we're responding to comments. I've been using my computer to do that. Seriously, so. I think we are. Like, I mean, shoot, if you don't know, I don't a, know. <laughs> in a reduced capacity. No, I have yes. got some DMs. I usually check in on my computer and make sure we're not ignoring yeah. anybody. Um, but that was just kind of like a jokey way of saying, um, come find us somehow, shoot us an email. Hello at the Tell us about your end of summer. Um, what's been going on. We love to hear from you. Um, and we love to hear from you by email. We're also still in our Facebook community. We'll link that up in the show notes. That's another great place to chat and have conversation. And I think we'll both be back on the gram. Don't you in September? Oh, yeah. And actually, you know, if you want to catch up with any of the things we're talking about and you haven't looked at our personal Instagrams, this is probably a good time to do it because there's nothing new. Like there's just old content to sort through. I've got a lot of I know you've got cat stuff and I've got a lot of vacation stuff on mine that I threw up there before I got off. So 
Oh, and before we wrap up, listeners, definitely check out Sonic the Hedgehog 2 from our sponsor, Paramount Pictures. It is available on Blu-ray or digital wherever movies are sold and really fun summer movie for family movie night or like I've been doing, popping a movie on for my kids on these long summer afternoons. So go check that out. It's Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on Blu-ray or digital available now. Yeah, and we have a More Than Mom coming up this Sunday where we're going to be talking about empties. So the products that we love so much, we use it all up and buy more. It's going to be really fun. Okay, we'll talk to everybody on Sunday. Talk to you then. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Megan, you know what I love about our partner, The Essential Calendar? I love the product so much, of course, but I also love that it comes from a small business founded by two moms. Right, just like us. Listeners, if you're drowning in details right now, like summer camps, travel plans, end of school year mayhem, give yourself the gift of the Essential Calendar, a seasonal at-a-glance poster-sized calendar for your wall. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour.